Bedtime stories, as always. Uh, this is Vanishings of the Great Lakes Triangle. Uh, so, I guess maybe a less famous cousin to the Bermuda one or something. That's um, Great Lakes, so presumably that's the American Great Lakes. I would guess, but um, I do not know of any other Great Lakes. I know of Great Lake, but not of the Great Lakes, other than the American one. So, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That was an unnecessary tangent. Let's go. <laughs> With that, let's get into it. Yeah, starting in three, two, one, now. Uh, I didn't start. Tom, count us in. Three, two, one, go. I've preempted a volume on mine. Smart. Triangles. Triangular. That's a good point. Why is it why is it triangle? I don't know. I was listening to the Fraun trilogy on Audible. Yeah. I've been listening to Pratchett at the moment. Just got to the bit where Arinda gets that's Arinda Price, by the way, from Rebels. Ooh. She's in that series. Yes, you have told me that, I think. Um, and she was just sort of getting into a multifaceted um, Imperial... I don't know, mm-hmm. espionage thing? Yeah. Well, we'll leave this one going, you know. We're... Yeah. Enough through, and we quite like Audible, so we're not sponsored, we're not even big enough for that. But so you find out how Arinda gets her fighty fight powers, yes, because she she joins a she martial arts dojo in the book <laughs> because she gets mm-hmm. accosted by some youths that's probably the best way of saying it. Um, and her friend comes and beats them up basically. <laughs> Uh-huh. And she's like, I, I, I work at this dojo. You should come and learn, and then you don't have to deal with that. Sure, sure. And then she had this whole like weird, semi-romance thing with the security guard who was just leading her on so his boss could talk, talk to her. And her that boss is a moth, and an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um. And now so she's that was yeah trying Star to Wars. use form. Star Wars talk with Tom. Yeah. <laughs> start of a bedtime stories episode because it will appear anywhere. Yep, it will. Um, but yeah, vanishing of the Great Lakes Triangle. Yes, lots of good stars in Audible. Yes. It's a good fortune. Unfortunately, well. there's no. Yeah, there's lots of good. Unfortunately, there's still no Jedi Apprentice because they suck. Yes. Have a proper audio book. Oh, yeah. Some pork ships right there. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, I got more train stuff as well today. Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Use the money that I got for Christmas to buy coaches. Uh -huh. Cause it's um fresh water as well and not salt water. It's actually more difficult to keep the uh yes. yourself afloat. Yeah. Surface tension. Oh, there you go. That's the issue. They've trusted the French with their boats. Oh, even worse. <laughs> Sure, sure. One of the most awesome places. Mm -hmm. There was a whole ass war fought on the lakes as well, between Britain and America. Hmm. The time when the Canadians went and burnt down the White House. I say Canadians because we take too much credit for that. It was Canadian troops that did that. Gotcha, gotcha. Down. Oh, that's two mine mines. What? You'd think a circle would be a better idea. Because Illuminati. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> you have done Bennington Triangle, I believe. I mean, that's just straight up the whole Great Lakes. <laughs> Edmund Fitch self. Although that didn't disappear. Hmm. 
it just broke up. Spooky. <clears throat> Oh dear. Sounds familiar. That would be why, because it's when you just talked about. <laughs> The French hid their ships on land. They ditched the ships and blended in with the locals. Hmm. True that. Just gonna say this as well. The Great Lake freighters, the old ones, look really cool. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Even better. Yeah, how does that make it? How does that make it? It doesn't make it like that. No, it doesn't really make sense. <sighs> what? Yeah, you would have thought she would have sunk. Oh, one sec. I kept on thinking someone was knocking on the door, but it's my mum and dad bashing the wall of the uh, the dividing wall between my room and the toilet because we're doing renovations. Fun. In there. Despite the fact they've paid an actual team to do it, they're hitting the wall for some reason. Nice. Oh no.
What? It's pretty weird. Hmm. Uh, tears in reality. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily baffling. <laughs> yeah. DC four was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just gonna check. Uh... It's always important to check your facts. Yep, that's an, a lot of incidents. Wow. Problem with that is if it lost, if it went in hard, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find much. Yeah. Of course. So it goes. Okay, that does hold a bit more credence. You sure they were not balloons? Because hmm. they also did that. Ah. It's like that that like successor to XCOM where the, the aliens are under the water this time and you go defend them on the water. Mm. I think that was a DLC for the original XCOM. <sighs> or a completely separate game. I think at the end of two we find that they're under the water um, it's not really continued the story yet. Hmm. Well, it has with the XCOM come out as good, but there's definitely more, yeah, going on. Ah, yes. <laughs> I just enjoyed the idea that there might be some dimension somewhere where there's just two random French destroyers and all of humanity has already gone extinct. Yep. 
the French shall inherit the wor- the earth. Except they won't, because they won't have any women. Ah, yes, that's a good point. Just casually. I mean, that would suck. Yep. Hmm. Of course. It is certainly odd. Yep, there you go. The Celts were the first to the United States. <laughs> you see, though, but dating the stones... What? What? <laughs> it might be, sure, but um What? Huh. I ain't heard about this. No. Uh, the Brexit dream when Stonehenge te- teleports the United Kingdom into a dimension where the EU doesn't exist. Yep. Hmm. I mean, if you're expecting the bodies to be there after a while. Yeah, it's unlikely. Yep. It is the water. Yeah. Great legs, scary place. It's emblematic of the style of geopolitics that I like to subscribe to, which is 
I mean, I'm trying to relate this. This isn't necessarily a spooky type thing, but they they are a huge benefit to America and Canada. It's, yeah. Put it this way, okay. America and Canada have the Great Lakes, which is essentially a North American Mediterranean, um, running through roughly around the same amount of area. It's fresh water, which means it can be used as drinking water if needs be. Um, it's near to a vast amount of mineral stuff, and you can very yeah. easily connect it to the Mississippi River, which is effectively the Danube or the Rhine, mm-hmm. but twice as big. Like it is an insanely advantageous geopoli- geopolitical area. Um, mm-hmm. Hence why there's so much traffic on it. And yep. that's the thing, like until like fairly recently, when I started looking at boats, as I do, because you know, transportation is great fun mm-hmm. for all the family. Um they are a lot bigger and a lot more used than I think we in Europe realise. It's it's the equivalent of it is literally the equivalent of the Mediterranean, except instead yeah. of the Medi- instead of like with the Mediterranean, where the area is shared by several, you know, around thirty countries, the Great Lakes are instead shared by two, and the vast majority of the traffic is American, and it is basically mm-hmm. the lifeblood of. Yeah of the north of america um and there are all sorts of weird and fantastical stories relating to it like for example just a straight-up war followed by an arms race that occurred there um where the canadians and the americans built increasingly adorable tiny warships to fight each other um i call them adorable adorable compared to their uh, their ocean-going compatriots Mm. They probably would have been quite terrifying to to come across, but you know. Um, to Churchill's amazing idea to build a literal island out of ice, which he mm. could launch Lancaster bombers off to bomb Germany, which was tested in the Great Lakes. Um, what an awesome idea! Didn't work. Very disappointing. Um, the Americans actually had a carrier on the Great Lakes at one point, which they used as a training location. And then you've got all of the disasters. And there's a lot of disasters yeah. in the Great Lakes mm-hmm. because they suck in the winter. Like, they really suck in the winter. Um, we're talking North Atlantic, North Sea suck in winter. Except if you go into the water, you're not staying afloat like you would in the North Sea mm. or the Atlantic, at least for a while, because it's it's not it's not salt water. It's um it's very cold fresh water, which means you yep. have a massively increased chance of drowning. Um, to the extent there was a uh, I don't know the name of it. I think it might have been Bradley D. Baker. One of the many cases of ships going down that a bunch of crew members got into the uh into a life into mm. a life raft um got off the ship got all, all of them got thrown out and there was like mm. 10 or 12 of them in there only four of them managed to get back onto the raft 
Hmm. In the amount of time it took them to get back. Yeah. You know, others have been carried off and others have just drowned because it, it sucks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Great for building a superpower. Not so good if you end up getting shipwrecked on it. No. And, and also, in, in general, when when planes crash into water, they tend to go kaploosh. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a nice idea to try and find the plane. I'm, I'm afraid the plane is probably splattered the same way the uh, fly would be splattered if you got it with a, a plate or something. Yeah. Um, most unfortunately. Well, I mean, sometimes well, it depends on how good the part, how controlled the descent was, I suppose. But yeah, it's, it can it can work out. But the fact yeah. that there's no distress call or any like, oh no, we're we're gonna crash or any real evidence of them maintaining control, and the plane, which was well not particularly accident prone, it did have a long list of issues. It was actually involved in um. In one of, I think it was at the time, it was the worst in-air collision. It caused the uh, adoption of um, new guidelines for it. Uh, mm. I think it was it was that, and I think a constellation, Lucky constellation. Mm. Was the other one involved, and they hit so each other over the track record. Then, yeah. Well, it's not a good. It's... it's not what we'd call a stellar track record, but it's not for the time what you'd call unusual. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, to, for those types of planes, um, it'd probably be considered safe at the time. But for like nowadays, it's what you'd call no. Yeah, it wouldn't be. We'd call it no. nowhere near near the uh, the level that we have at the moment. Yeah, we'll leave that one there. Talked about it enough, so yes. thank you. We very have to much. talk about a Apatosaurus now. Indeed. But yeah, um, most likely, complete logical explanation. Still weird? Yeah, still weird. Leave that one. I do yeah. laugh though, they, they had to have a triangle so much they just created a triangle that covered the entire area. It's just awkward things, yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cabincast. For more episodes, go to www.cabincast.podbean.com or use the Podbean app. You can now also find us on iTunes and Pocket Casts under Cabincast and on YouTube. Finally, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com/cabincast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.